too bad. It just was like it was kind of a pain in the butt to cut everything. And yeah, but you forgot back. the clown horns. Really cut. Fuck. I did. I think because I was editing <laughs> it, and like when you got you got it to me, I just edited it and like uploaded. It. Like I just forgot yeah. everything. I was really I was looking forward to the clown horns. Like I was listening for it. I'm like ah ah ah. I, I have to like, I had to like listen to it while I was in class today because normally I listen to it on my drive to work and I'm at home. Mm-hmm. You had to get in the yeah. zone. I get it. Here, just for you, just for you. Clown Horns intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Behind the Plays. I'm your host, Davion. We're featured with me today is Clown Horn himself, Eric. Uh, this now has negative implications. What have you done? No. <laughs> it's worse. Uh, it's okay. You know what? I'm gonna play the clown hordes for myself because I decided to be a fan, and this is for sure. Mood. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, welcome to week ten recap, week eleven predictions. We are almost done with bye weeks. I believe this is the last week of bye weeks. Week eleven, no, there's we four bye weeks, and then there's two more. Week thirteen, it's just the Bucks two and, and Panthers. Week we're we're almost done. We're almost done. But. Uh, Eagles have kept up the same trend of being undefeated in primetime, but don't know how to win outside of primetime games this season. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we both went 8-6 and six this week, uh, giving us a total record. I'm 98-49. and 49. I am a, I'm a healthy 94-53. Uh, and 53. That's pretty lit, not going to lie. And I also am going through mild depression as one of my favorite players on the Dallas Mavericks was just traded for Josh Richardson and the 36th draft well, pick. Overall, are you, educate me on basketball a little bit because the, the only thing I know about basketball is JaVale McGee. And he's yeah, a stud. I love JaVale McGee. And as you should know, everything about JaVale McGee, that is a three-time NBA yeah, When champion. it comes to sports, I pay attention to, to post-Nevada athletes pretty much. So at this point, it's like JaVale McGee in the NBA. Well, so, I guess no. The Martin, um, the Martin the Mavericks, twins, I believe, are still in the Hornets. Uh, Unless something dramatic I'm happened. Sure, one of them left. Someone, someone, uh, someone got traded. I don't know. No, Cody Martin is on it. What's the Caleb. other one's name? Caleb. Thank you. I just remember Cody. I play with Cody in two K all the time. Yes, they're both on the Hornets. It looks like. Yeah, they both are still on the Hornets, and they just drafted a guard, and they have Devonte Graham. So I don't know how long the Martin twins are going to be on well, the Hornets. We'll see. Sorry. We'll see. They could be on there, but I'm just saying. They just drafted a guard uh, in LaMelo Ball, so who knows how long they're going to be there. They'll be backups. They're, they still back up. Like, Cody was a, was a second-round pick. Well, they're solid players. Yeah, they're yeah super Cody's solid. a stud defensively. Well, so is Manu Ginobili, and he's a Hall of Famer. So, just saying. Uh, educating you on basketball real quick. I'm a, For anyone who knows, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. Uh, funny enough, I'm a Philadelphia Yeah, you Eagles picked the weirdest, you picked ironic weirdest teams it. to be – I live in Vegas. We had nothing. <laughs> we had nothing when I was picking teams. I liked Donovan McNabb and I liked Dirk Nowitzki when I was growing up. So I fell See, in love with my family's originally from Southern California. So we like Los Angeles-based teams besides football. The yeah, because we hated the Raiders <laughs> back then. It was the LA Raiders. So for anyone, uh, for for the culture's sake, uh, my family basically is all Chicago fan: Bulls, Bears, uh, Cubs, like Blackhawks, everything, everything Chicago. Um, they grew up, obviously, in the Michael Jordan era. Uh, my grandpa obviously grew up with the Super Bowl shuffle stuff. <laughs> or, uh, got to watch that. Um, so that was cool. And the Blackhawks won a championship, I believe, like recently. Like, I've been alive since they won a championship. Um, the thing is, is when I was liking teams, 
I never really watched like I watched basketball, but I didn't watch we didn't watch Bulls games because growing up my family were they were really big Kobe fans. They were really big Lakers like watchers. They watched Lakers all the time. I obviously loved Kobe, but one of Kobe's biggest competitors was the Dallas Mavericks because they were really good then. And they also played the San Antonio Spurs a lot. I really fell in love with Dirk Nowitzki because I liked how he played basketball. I enjoyed that he wasn't super flashy like Kobe um, or Shaq or anybody like that. But he was super talented and was just a hooper, right? Like just a, a solid player. And so I fell in love with that team. The year I actually decided to watch consistent basketball was the year that the Mavericks actually went to the finals. But they lost to the Miami Heat uh, in six games in 06. Uh, the same season was the uh, season I became an Eagles fan. I believe it was the year prior after they lost the Super Bowl. I believe they went to the Super Bowl. Oh five. One more time. Me wrong. When did the Eagles go to the Super Bowl before? Obviously, Nick Foles. Oh five, I believe. Yeah, I was right. Okay, it was oh five, which they lost by a field goal. So I was coming off of. I ended up liking both teams, but they both just recently lost championships, which was really hilarious. Fun fact. And I've been. A, I can gladly say I've been alive to watch every one of my favorite teams win a championship so far. And granted, two of them were the first ones. So that's a mission mm-hmm. in itself. <laughs> like, the Mavericks won in 2011. I just, it just happened. Like, I just became fans of teams. The only team I inherited from them was the Cubs. Because I don't care about baseball that much. But, like, if, we're watching, if I'm watching baseball, I'm going to watch the Cubs. Does that make yep, sense? Yep, I get it. Yeah. So, like, that's just how it became. Everybody in my family is Chicago fans. I was born in California. I moved to Vegas when I was two. We had no professional teams until literally the Vegas Golden Knights in, like, like three years ago. So, like, and now we have the aces and now we have the raiders so it's like all right. the aces like all the all the vegas teams know how to do is get to the championship but lose the aces got swept in the WNBA finals this year and the year uh, two years ago the vegas golden knights went to the finals and lost so we got so. good good news for the for the raiders i guess bad news for me uh, actually, good news for the Raiders and also good news for you because they'll get there, but they'll lose. I got, I got, I, this is bugging the hell out of me. I was playing COD the other day, and somebody's username made me <laughs> laugh. And I remember it was a pun on Dirk Nowitzki's name, but I can't remember what it was. Like, I'm genuinely, oh, after man. we're done recording, I'm, I'm going to go back through my, my recently played on PlayStation and see if I can find it. <laughs> I'm going to insert my voice clip of this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to have to tweet that. it out. Like... I genuinely, yeah, like, I, I laughed for a solid, like, probably, like, 45 seconds mid-Todd game. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Um, so, anyway, football, right? So, now, now we have a history lesson on how I became these fans. Oh, reason I'm depressed. There was, there was purpose to this conversation. Um, Seth Curry was picked up by the Mavericks uh, a few years ago. I don't remember how long ago it's been. He was on the Mavericks. We had de- we were we were pretty rough. Like we were in a be- very, very rough patch. He went to the Trailblazers. We tra- I think we traded him, or he left in free agency to the Trailblazers, or another team. Someone he he left, and then we drafted Luca, and we brought him back on a on a four year contract, and we just traded him. The Mavericks in this draft needed to upgrade at wing defenders. That was the biggest upgrade in my opinion because we needed someone to pair with Luca that was going to shoot the ball, but also need to play really good defense because we didn't have anyone that could like guard Kawhi essentially. And or LeBron, like Luca wasn't doing that. That not Luca's job. Tim Hardaway Jr. can't do that. It's not Tim Hardaway Jr.'s job. Like we don't have Sean Marion anymore. He's retired, right? So that's why that's why we needed that wing defender. Those wing defenders help win championships because small forwards are like running the league. KD, LeBron, Kawhi, like Jimmy Butler. Uh, those type of players are really good at basketball. James Harden, like those really good players, right? And we needed a wing defender to help out with that. The Mavericks traded Seth Curry. For Josh Richardson, and we got the 36 pick out of it. 
in it, as a non-Dallas Mavericks fan, that is a great trade. Phenomenal trade because they try they just drafted someone. I think it was like Tyrell, uh, Ty, Tyree Tyrell or something like that. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Uh, anyway, they picked up some dude in the second round with the first pick, um, with the thirty-first pick in the draft, and they also grabbed Josh Green, who's a good defender, right? Josh Green was perfect, perfect person to pick up. Then we got like Tyrese Ty, Ty something, and he's also, but he was like, to me, he's like Seth Curry two point He plays just how Seth Curry. So we were like, uh, who are we trading? Because that's sad. Seth Curry. The reason I like Seth Curry was because I liked him while he played at Duke. I loved Seth. Then when the Mavericks got him, I was I was happy. Then we let him go, and I was depressed. And then we got him again, and I was really happy. And now we traded him, so I'm a sad, I'm sad again. Seth Curry is actually one of my favorite players in the NBA, just like as, just for no reason whatsoever. It'd be I just like really that like sometimes. Seth. So now he's not on our team, and like it makes sense overall to make, commit to that trade, but it still doesn't make me happy that they traded him out. Right. As a fan. Of Seth Curry, I'm sad. As a fan of the Dallas Mavericks, great move. You needed those players, and that's exactly what you did. You did everything right. And you drafted a power forward with the pick. We needed a better backup big. I, Great. Great. We needed size. Good job. Great. Mavericks, you did great. I think we're going to be really good this year. Just, uh, you make me sad by trading Seth, bro. <laughs> Broke my heart. Why couldn't you get rid of, like, Brunson? I don't even like Brunson that much. He's good, <laughs> but I don't like him that much. Respect his talent. Anyway, football. Anyway, football. <laughs> um, so we had a very interesting week, and um, when we said we were going undefeated, we meant losing six games. Yeah, so um, like it feels like we did worse than off. we did, yeah. just because I think we made those comments. Yeah. No, I thought we were gonna do phenomenal, and then like, uh, uh huh? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like so many things happened that shouldn't have happened. The Jaguars almost beat the Packers. I know. This week too, and we picked the Bills to win, and we were like, "Yeah, cool, we're gonna go nine and five And then DeAndre Hopkins yeah. happened. A very crazy game for sure. That was such a good game, and the Rams game. Rams played yeah. well. Um, we got a lot to talk about, actually. I think this week it's gonna be very interesting. Patriots, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. There's a lot that happened this week. Uh, Colts-Titans, let's kick things off there, and we'll start with your comments on this Okay, game. so Colts-Titans, uh, Colts win this game on the road 34-17, which is a huge win because record-wise, the Colts and Titans are now tied, and because the Colts have to head-to-head, they are currently winning the AFC South, I believe, mm-hmm. is how that is, yes. Mm-hmm. So They are winning the AFC provi- South. And they have a rematch coming up in Indianapolis Week 12. This was a huge yep. game for the AFC South, and the fact that the Colts came out and doubled the Titans' score, like literally, which always, as a uh, a very math uh, numbers person, always makes me happy. Like that Bucks Panthers score, oh my god, immaculate! Plus, I believe that was Scorigami too. It Bucks was Panthers. Scorigami oh my god, we talked about it. Yeah, just immaculate scoring. We love Scorigami. We stand Scorigami. <laughs> this podcast stands Scorigami. Um, yes, we do. And Scorigami, you should follow us on Twitter and keep up with the podcast. We so the Colts yeah. have a formula to winning, which is very um, anti-Frank Reich, which is weird. And the, the Colts are relying on defense, and they made some huge plays on special teams. I believe they had a blocked punt. Like, they, they, they made plays when they needed to make plays. Like, the Colts' defense was on fire all night. Their special teams was clicking. And when we see more consistency from the offense, I think the Colts are dangerous. It's right now that the offense is... Hit or miss. Last you know night it was I have a to hit. Say, or last night, Thursday night say. it was a hit. Week was nine say. it was not a hit. 
I was going to say, Indianapolis played really well on, on the offensive end this week. They had a very good dual attack. Jacoby Brissett even came in and ran for a touchdown on a sneak. Which we love to we, see. Yeah, well, um, I the, love the, Jacoby the rare Jacoby Brissett, Brissett spotlight. We love to see it. Yes, yeah, I love. I like. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a very solid. I do player. too. I think. Um, I, I think we said earlier this year. I think he's the best backup in the league. Oh, I I said the best backup in the league was Andy Dalton. Not going to. Oh, count. here we are. Here we are. He's not playing. <laughs> uh, well, so here that's we are. about to change. I believe he was practicing this week. I do think he was. practicing Yeah, I believe. This week, if, but if, if it sounds Col- like if I'm the Cowboys, for the I'm still Vikings. not playing his ass. Well, who else are you going to play? Garrett Gilbert? <laughs> yeah, he was solid. Future trivia question and answer, Garrett Gilbert. Who 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 led the Cowboys to the NFC East title in 2020? Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> Telling you. I, I st- he's he's kind of good. I stole that from, uh, from, what's it called? Gridiron Heights. But they were talking about Jake Luton. Oh. It's like, I'm future trivia, I'm future trivia question and answer, Jake Luton. <laughs> That's I, got, I like that. But um, the offense was clicking. 29 for 39 for Philip Rivers. He made very smart decisions. Very good throws. Um, I believe they had a, they had a great got rushing attack, I believe, to. too. Yeah, he got a great rushing attack. Uh, yeah, the great rushing attack. It was, uh, what, Hines play, carried 12, 12 times, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Again, we saw said Jacoby Brissett got in for the end zone on a QB sneak on the two-yard line, which was awesome. Um, and uh, surprise to me, Michael Pittman, who hasn't really been getting involved a lot, had 101 yards. Um, I actually have no clue who Michael Pittman is, but shout out to Michael <laughs> Pittman. Uh, T.Y. has got a little more involved. He's on my fantasy team. That's the only reason why I know he got more involved this game. Uh, four, four, he had four catches for 40 yards, which is really awesome. And uh, I was very happy and sad to see Trey Burton get some receptions, but he also got hurt. That was the sad yeah. part of that. He got hurt during this game. I don't know if he's coming back this season. So, sucks to be him. Sorry, Trey Burton. You just stay hurt, dude. I'm so sad. You took, you can't, you can take, you could take the Trey Burton out of Philly, but you can't take the Philly uh, training staff out of Trey Burton. <laughs> we stay hurting. Uh, Trey Burton, stay hurting. <laughs> uh, so, fun fact, the Eagles actually have, I, we'll get there later. I just, four, four people are on the uh, injured list to, today, and I was shook. Uh, today being you know, The Wednesday. Broncos have a pretty uh, Ryan, deep uh, IR, or a pretty deep uh dnp list mm-hmm. right now too yeah, which unfortunately rough. currently includes there. drew Locke. yeah that's tough so. um something else i do have to say is i think they got the ball to derrick henry he did well i think 103 yards is nothing to laugh at the problem is is that they got down and needed to throw and they just couldn't make connections and it's really weird I don't. I don't like seeing the Tennessee Titans play from behind because if they play from the, if they play from behind, they can't control the game how they want to control the game, and that throws their whole game plan off. You notice how they didn't score once. In the yeah, the Titans. The Titans want to give the ball to Derrick Henry. It's hard to. It's hard to rush when you're behind. They want to give the ball to Derrick yeah. Henry and, and let Ryan Tannehill make plays when the whole defense is worried about stopping Derrick Henry. If they don't yep. think Derrick Henry is a threat because you're down by 17 points, then Ryan Tannehill's versatility and ability is heavily nerfed yes agreed so i still think this it's going to be a closer closer finish for sure for the afc south now between the colts and the titans genuinely i still think either team can win the division and obviously the week 12 matchup is going to have huge implications for it as well i think it's the most important game of the season for either one of these by far by far yeah 
because that's all I have to say about that game. <clears throat> both both uh, both the Titans and the Colts have tougher matchups this week too. Titans are in Baltimore. Colts are at home against Green Bay. So yeah, <clears throat> there is no guarantee that the Titans and Colts both win their games. So given that fact, I think Week Twelve is going to be huge. Yeah, I think both of these weeks are these next two weeks are very huge. They, this was a very interesting three-game stretch for both of those teams, just because of the importance of both yeah. the games. That they had, all three games that they had to play. Um, good to move. Yeah, along. let's move on. Bucks Panthers. Speaking of Scorigami, uh, nothing else to say other than the fact. Uh, two things I want to comment on. One, this was a great game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They really needed a bounce back game, and they got it. Um, actually, I have three things to say. I'm sorry. Uh. Great bounce back game. Three TDs for TB. Uh, Ronald Jones had a phenomenal game. Uh, And Chris Godwin, Mike Evans had great games. And Antonio Brown caught seven passes for 69 yards. That's very nice. Nice. Very nice. So, like, like, uh, we were questioning the wide receiver core for this team and being too talented. At least I was. I don't know. You probably weren't. Like, there's, like, so many people that you got to get the ball to, it feels like, because of Antonio Brown. I think you you comment, though. Yeah. Um. They proved that they, they did a great job of that. People. Um, I mean, they spread the six ball out. Six receptions for Godwin. Yeah, yeah, six receptions on six targets for Godwin. Between Godwin, six Evans, and Brown, okay, one of them had the most yards, Perfect. one of them had the most receptions, one of them had the most touchdowns. I don't yeah, think you can ask for a better day. You can't, and they were pretty well close in yards, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it was really, really well done. So I really like that. Two, Ronald Jones set a record. Uh, Tampa had made Tampa Bay history. Ran a ninety-eight yard touchdown. Uh, 98, it was the only touchdown on the day, but 98 yards was a Tampa Bay franchise record for the longest yard in, uh, a wrong, young, little bit longest run in Tampa Bay history. And three, Ronald Jones was sitting on my bench this probably week. Pa- I still won. <laughs> probably passed on my up bench this uh, week. good old Mike Allstott up the gut. Yeah, I was pissed that he was on my bench this week. Just throwing that out there. 23 carries for 192 yards. They've been giving the ball to uh, Leonard Fournette a lot. I know. I've been, I had to play Leonard Fournette now because I'm, I'm down one Joe Mixon and one Christian McCaffrey. Luckily, it seems like Joe Mixon's back this week. So I, I dropped Leonard Fournette fast. Basically, it's been it's, – for me, it's been – okay, so I put Ronald Jones in. He played well like a couple weeks, so I kept him in. Then he's played bad three weeks because they started giving the ball to Leonard Fournette more. And then I take him out this week, and then he plays phenomenal. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> I think it was Miles Sanders I played over him. And Miles Sanders didn't play bad, but it was like – Still sad. I was like, dang, I could have blown out this guy. Could have got a lot of more points in this. Anyway, besides Panthers me, had a bad I'm second upset. half. Um, it was tied up at 17 at halftime, and the the Bucks just shut out the Panthers pretty much in the second half. Yeah. They scored, I think, two field goals at yeah, the end of the game. They, they only like scored six points in the fourth quarter. Teddy Bridgewater um, had, went 18 for 24, 136 yards with two touchdowns and one pick. And I believe he got hurt this game, and he is uh, currently questionable to start this week against the Lions. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate for sure, given Teddy Bridgewater's injury past. Mm-hmm. So I hope he is well and good. I don't think it's like, you know, a bad he... knee injury or something like that. Yeah, this game was looking really good in the first half. Like, it looked like a really fun game to watch. They were going strike for strike. Panthers shot out early, uh, were winning. Uh, Tampa Bay came back and kept striking. It looked like it was going to be a shootout, but then Carolina just oh, no. gave up. It, it, like, it, it, okay, good, okay. It wasn't the injury, but it says MRI, MRI revealed no ACL damage. So that's good news. Good, that's good, 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 news. good for him. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah, I thought it was going to be a shootout. Ended up not being a shootout. Ended up being a blowout. But, you know, is what it is. 
Buccaneers played well, and I think they, they answered a lot of questions on can they get the ball to all these different receivers and keep them all happy, and the answer is they. I would hope they're all happy. They better be. After that game. Yeah, if they're not, then you That's should on question them. your receivers. Yeah, you got them to the ball six, seven times, six or seven times each. Got a lot of yards. Got a lot. Got a TD out of them. Like, just call it a day. <laughs> uh, wait, did we talk Bucks Panthers? Yeah, I was going on the NFL list, not our list. My bad. Huh. Well, it's okay. Texans Browns is next. Then. Okay, so uh, Browns win this game ten to seven. Uh, boy, did the Browns miss this Nick Chubb. This is a boring-ass game. Boy, did the Browns miss Nick Chubb. Do me a favor. Look at the Browns' rushing stats. Yeah. Oh, no. Two car- even 230 yards across Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. 19 carries apiece. Baker Mayfield only had to throw the ball 20 times this game. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the Browns' formula for success. It, it yeah. is run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball again. And run the ball a third All time. Right, third, and, third, and, third and six. All right, we'll play action. All right, now we run the ball. Then we run the ball again. All right, Cream Hunt, you go in there. What are we going to do? Run the ball. Nick Chubb, come back. Run the ball. Like, that's all you have to do with this team. Yeah. You, waste, you get super good time of possession. Uh, super good uh, average yards per game. Like, they averaged seven more minutes in time of possession than the, uh, or they had seven minutes more of time of possession than the uh, Texans did. And each team scored their touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter, but, like, so. Yeah, I mean, the the Texans are struggling right now, for sure. It, it just feels like they're they're short on, on talent right now, which sucks because Deshaun Watson it's is one true. of the best, ta- best quarterbacks in the league. I, I have no doubt in my mind. Like that, but no like question. their wide receiver core, their wide receiver core is a bunch of twos. Yeah, they, David Johnson's hurt. Yeah, they have they don't have a great O line. Uh, their defense isn't playing well. Like, yeah, this team is just it needs help. It does. So they need to. They need talent at the receiver position, and be, being two and seven, they're gonna get a decent pick in the draft. They could probably get a good, ta- very talented wide receiver in this upcoming draft. I think they need a good tackle too. I think they need. I think they need to bolster their O line, but more than anything. Like, Deshaun Watson's okay. running for his life out there. He has been his whole career with the Texans. That's true. Or, or Deshaun Watson just needs to leave Texas. Yeah, possibly. Just get the fuck out of here. Uh, what are we feeling? Uh, any any other comments? I got, I got nothing Browns-Texans really have... other than Nick Chubb is insane. And, yeah, Kareem Hunt played well. He definitely deserved that yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bengals-Steelers. So, Steelers dominated this game. They won 36-10. Um, to 10. Like, we, I mean, we knew this was coming, right? The the Steelers are yeah. unfreaking defeated. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we expected this. Um, I do have to say, though, Jer- Joe Burrow played a lot better than I expected him to. Yeah. Uh, he may have – they may have – I mean, he completed 50% of his passes. He had a touchdown, 213 yards. Uh, shout out to T. Higgins. I want you to know I picked him up for my fantasy game this week specifically. I literally had him for one week this week, and he had seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he kind of popped off. Yeah. Um, I don't know who was guarding him, but that person had a bad day. Other than that, like, the Steelers played amazing. Uh, beat Big Ben threw for four touchdowns. Uh, got one to Juju. Got two to Claypool. Chase Claypool is easily making making huge strides for Offensive Rookie of the Year. In my I opinion. don't know how the 
the Steelers constantly draft godly wide receivers. Like Juju. Antonio Blake. Brown. And it's always and it, and it's 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 always like second round guys too, like or later. Yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. They're they're kind of cracked when it comes to drafting wide receivers. It's insane. Apparently, and the Eagles don't know how to do that to save their lives. Yeah. So. I mean, this, this is actually just a, good, a dominant game from the Steelers. Like, like the, the Steelers were clicking on all ends. Yeah, Steelers just played well from minute one to minute 60. Like, just played really good football. Yeah. So. Uh, Washington, uh, Detroit. Actually, it was a really good game. That was a good game. That was a very good game. Oh, man. Surprisingly. Uh. I always come back to fancy for uh, for some of these conversations. I picked up the uh, Lions offense this week, <laughs> and I picked up and by that I mean I picked up Marvin's Jones, Marvin Jones Jr., DeAndre Swift, and their kicker. <laughs> oh, no, Matt Prater. Yeah, oh, God, Matt Prater lo- got me sixteen I, fantasy points. I love points. me some Matt Prater, former Broncos kicker. He holds the uh, NFL record for longest field goal. Uh, give, believe it or not, it was in fact made in Denver. That's actually nuts. Yeah. 60 he um, holds, he's he kicked a 65 yarder and i believe like four of the top five longest field goals in nfl history were all kicked a mile high that's crazy entirely because of the air there but that's why <laughs> i mean yeah uh but uh like deandre swift had a good game uh 81 yards on the ground had a touchdown through the air and 68 recept uh, receiving yards marvin jones had a great day 96 yards a touchdown uh marvin hall had a, a bomb thrown to him it was like a 50 yard touchdown yeah. matt stafford had a fantastic day and yeah, I was gonna say Matt Stafford played out of his mind. He got the ball to places that they shouldn't have. Like yeah. he was playing such good. Matt Matthew Stafford is the biggest waste of talent. Like he's so good, but he's playing on such a bad franchise, and it saddens me. Yeah. Um, this game went down to the wire. It was a game-winning field goal from fifty-nine out for the the boy. Yeah. So, I know Alex Matt Smith Prater. didn't have a terrible day. I mean, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he went thirty-eight for fifty-five for three hundred and ninety. The fact that they, they asked back. Alex Smith to do that much, and the and the Washington led a, a huge comeback kind of near the end of the game too. Like the yeah, Washington was like really close to winning this like game. That. They were only like they were down by like twenty one points uh, going into the second half, uh, and I'm sorry, they were down fourteen points going into the second half. The Lions scored a touchdown to start the quarter, the third quarter. So uh, I guess midway through the third quarter, but uh, so they were down twenty one. They come out two touchdowns, cut it to a touch to cut it to a touchdown game they score again tie game then they're like okay matt prater can you get us a field goal okay all right hopkins can you get us a field goal okay and then uh the lions in 16 seconds get literally a 10 yard pass a roughing the passer penalty which was definitely a chase young roughing the passer penalty i don't care what anyone says he slapped him in the head and then um a nine yard pass matt prater hit a 59 yarder to win the game Great. It was a great game. It was a great game. Alex Smith played really well. He didn't get any touchdowns, but he they were all on the ground, but he he set them up for success. Oh, most certainly. Oh, yeah. I love I loved a good – I'm happy to see Alex Smith playing football again and actually playing well and seeing that his leg is actually holding up on him after 55 passes. Yeah. So. You love to him. see it. I I'd absolutely be, love to see it. Easy candidate for comeback player of the year. I don't think there's even Not a consideration there's no for question. anybody else. Yeah, there's no question. No question. I know it's certainly not Carson Wentz. <laughs> playing like trash. Actually <laughs> played all last season. Speaking of Carson Wentz, let's talk Eagles-Giants. Hit us with some knowledge. Is that what's next? Well, we that, yeah, because we already did Bucks-Chargers. Dolphins-Chargers. Oh, do you have Dolphins-Chargers? Yeah, do you have Eagles? 
I have Eagles. I, 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 uh, I don't remember. Let's talk Dolphins Chargers then. We'll say that. <laughs> I'm like, what? I can't even find the dang game on my list. Well, no, because we, we had to change so much because yeah. of everything. And I, I bet you we just have it in different orders. Because this was not. a game that got flexed. That's true. Okay, so Dolphins Chargers. Um, Tua! <laughs> yeah, he had a great game. Tua! <laughs> like, his stat line doesn't it? look impressive, but it's. That's impressive. It was to me. good. Like he went 15 to 25 at. for 169 for two yards or for two touchdowns. What? Um, and given who he's throwing to, I mean, like the best Dolphins wide receiver they've had in a long time is Devontae Parker. Agreed. Um, and he, it's not even close, really. Like he's by far their best wide receiver. Uh, yeah. it, obviously it was Jarvis Landry back when Jarvis Landry was there, but right. the the Dolphins defense isn't fantastic. It's good enough for sure. The Dolphins' rushing attack is whatever. Like, like th- at this point, the Dolphins just kind of feel like a little bit of a scrappy underdog. Um, the Chargers definitely stay chargering for sure. That definitely didn't affect it. Uh, for sh- uh, like you know, that definitely didn't help them. Um, speaking of the Chargers, though, have you seen uh, Justin Herbert's haircut? I have not. Oh gosh, it's all over Twitter. People are memeing it. They, like he got a haircut and kind of like his acne, you know, young rookie kid face looks like. Everybody's making the joke. Uh, it's like he doesn't look like he's getting ready for. Why, the, Herbert? Yeah, they're like it doesn't look like he's getting ready for the Jets. It looks like he's getting ready for the Army. Like, yeah, it, I don't. I'm not a fan personally. But um, he didn't have a bad day either. I think. Genuinely, all right. I want to ask this question for you. I want to ask this question to you. Because I think this is an important question. And yeah. I think this, obviously, this is a great time to talk about it. Okay. Who, who's Offensive Rookie of the Year? Offensive Rookie of the Year? Yep. Chase Claypool. The only reason I bring this up is because this is Justin Herbert and Tua, who... Chase Claypool. You really think it's Chase Claypool? Dog, Chase Claypool's had a really good season. He has, but... I mean, we we know how much those awards are skewed towards quarterbacks. Too, I get it, but Chase right? Claypool had four touchdowns in a singular game, three okay. through the air and one on one on the ground. Like, yeah, I, I mean, he scored I, I, in like every game. Dude. I don't, I I won't deny it. Like Chase Claypool is, is playing out of his mind right now, right? I need Chase Claypool's stat. Line. So okay, just for, just for let me culture, let me re, let me change up line. the question then because Tua hasn't played Tua hasn't played enough of the season for him to really be considered, regardless of how well he's playing. Yeah. Who do you th- so between Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, who is the offensive rookie of the year? Joe Burrow. I think it's Justin I Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is like right there, like right I, it's, there. It's close for like, sure. I won't deny right that it's close. there. But the game I saw from Joe Burrow against the Titans makes me makes me happy. Like just no, 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 no. Just that one game alone makes me like, yep, nope, you did it. You're great. Good job. Do you? He. I mean, I, I just I. I really, really like Justin Herbert, though. I like Justin he's Herbert, too. He's playing out of his mind. Justin Herbert's a great football player. I think he's going to be really good, and he's going to be great for this franchise moving forward. I think Joe Burrow play is playing slightly better, personally. I don't think either of them are playing as good as Chase Claypool, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this is definitely... An extremely interesting year, given that everything that happened with COVID, right? We didn't know what the rookies were going to look like. They're looking so much better than I the expected. The rookies have been very impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I'll sh- I don't even like Jalen Rager looks pretty good on the Eagles. I I'd never say this about Eagles receivers because they all usually suck when we draft them, but he's solid. Um, Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind. Tua is undefeated. Um, Joe Burrow's playing great. Chase Claypool, you already know what he's about. Uh, Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. on Minnesota's played phenomenal the last couple of weeks. Um, like. What else needs to be said? Like, these people, are the players are playing well. Yeah. So, it's just, and, like, we, we've been talking about MVP a lot lately. I Kyler Murray just inserted his talk into MVP candidate. This I think so, too. Definitely. Like, he is playing amazing. I know. I, I said when we when we had our discussion, I'm like, he's my dark horse. He's my number five right now. I definitely think he's gone up a little bit. I think bit. he might be, like, top four, three maybe even now. Russell Wilson's falling yeah, I, a little bit too. I think he's still the number so one, too. but he hasn't like he's. I think he's currently number closer. one, but I think it's closer. Yeah, it's exactly yes. I like I like, like when we agree on things. I, I I genuinely think, I think Kyler Murray's back in the conversation. I think Josh Allen's back in the yes. conversation. I think Pat Mahomes is still in the conversation. Pat Mahomes might be close to num- closer to number one now, honestly. Yeah, they're just so consistent. They're just so consistent. like the Chiefs are just are so dominant. Like, and I know they were on bye week this week. I have no reason to believe that they still aren't the best team in the NFL. Um, they're supposed to play Sunday night football this week against the Raiders, but that not might, might not happen. The Raiders are really bad. Oh, COVID-wise. I did, yeah, they just got hit COVID, COVID, COVID. So it, that could be flexed out for a different game. Mm-hmm. Like, but looking at the candidates, I don't know what you would pick. Eagles, Browns. Probably Eagles, Browns. Yeah, that'd be a good game. Okay. Cowboys, Vikings. As America's team, they probably Packers, Colts, Titans, Ravens, Titans, Ravens. Honestly, Cardinals, Seahawks. <laughs> That's like, Thursday night football, though. I know, but like the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams, Bucks are probably the best games of the week. Wait, uh, yeah, but they're already on primetime games. They don't need to be on. I know. We need another. Like, we need a yeah, third one. <laughs> Saints, Falcons probably yeah. going to be a good game for no reason. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it right now. Yeah. I don't know. Even if it doesn't get flexed out, like, that's... It would make me mad, but, yeah, I agree. It would make you mad. I don't think the Falcons win it, but I think... You know what I mean. Anyway, Chargers-Dolphins, like, two is just playing great. I think he's playing... Like, he's playing good enough to get wins, and that's all they need. Like, they're 6-3, and three, and he hasn't lost yet. He's 3-0 and oh now, I think. Like, I was talking about 2-0 and oh last week. He's 3-0 and oh now. That's nuts. And it's... He's on the Dolphins. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, he's doing a lot with the Dolphins, a historically bad NFL team, like very in the you know in this century. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Um. Now I'm ready to so, move on to Eagles Giants. If you're let's if you're talk it. Hit, spit some knowledge for me. So I'm not going to blame anything. There's nothing to blame it on. This was an all around terrible team loss. Just overall, there's nothing else to say. Um. There are some positives to take out of this game. Uh. And there is exactly one positive to take out of this game. There were no turnovers and no serious. I guess two. No turnovers and no serious injuries. There, no one really got hurt. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I believe isn't wasn't this? Maybe it was last week, and I and we just kind of glanced over it. But or no, it could have been. No, it could have been last week. Um, wasn't this week like Daniel Jones's first week of his NFL career without a turnover? Some stupid like that. Something something idiotic like that. Yeah. I don't know. Not certain. Uh, Daniel Jones played. I feel out like I heard that week, stat, though. but I don't remember if it was for this week or for last week against the uh, the Washingtons. Washingtons, Washington football. Team. The Washingtons. Um, because I already committed to the word the, and I'm like, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> two things that we need to. Uh, I'm going to talk about when it comes to the Eagles. 
Um, the biggest thing this week was defense. Uh, they didn't play well defensively. They, they got down 14-3 very early. Um, didn't score in the second half, uh, other than that, or the first half other than that field goal. Uh, they came out, though, uh, striking. Open the ball, open with the ball in the third quarter. Um, Boston Scott rattled off a 50-something yard touchdown, 56-yard touchdown. Um, got the two-point conversion. Then Daniel Jones came right out. Two, one, t- one throw. One throw to uh, Slayton one for like 30-something yards. Another throw to uh, Golden Tate, who just abused whoever he was guarding him. Quick, uh, and I think two runs, and they were in the end zone. Like, it was quick, 75 yards, like that. Like, it was instant. Then Corey mm-hmm. Clement got, got – the Eagles came back, struck again. Corey Clement, touchdown. Uh, they failed the two-point conversion this time. Don't ask me why they went for a two-point conversion when they would have, if they made the extra point, they would have been down by three. But it didn't matter because that was the last points we scored all game anyway. Uh, they gave up a field, two field goals in the fourth quarter, didn't score at all, two turnovers on downs. Um, the Eagles' play calling was very questionable. They stopped running the ball. They were only down by four points. Uh, they got the ball back and ref- like did, didn't run the ball. Like They ran the ball once, and then they did a direct snap for Jalen Hurts for some reason, and then drew two p- incomplete passes. Um, it was very frustrating, uh, as an Eagles fan to watch the play calling. Uh, I think it, it went, it was, it was all, it was all around, uh, it was just an all around bad day for the team. Uh, I don't think Carson Wentz played absolutely terrible. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over, which is something he hasn't really done all season. He's turned the ball over literally in every single game this season so far. So he didn't this game and that's, that's, that's beautiful. Uh, Boston Scott and Corey Clement got in the end zone. Corey Clement scored his first touchdown this season, which was awesome. Uh, Richard Rogers, our tight end led us in receiving this week. Uh, which is something I never thought I'd say. Uh, both quarterbacks fumbled, but they weren't lost. And uh, the only person that was actually playing defense was uh, Darius Slay and the, off, uh, the front four. Uh, Darius Slay was the only person not really getting beat consistently. He lost one big matchup to Darius Slayton, but I, it's not really his fault. There was, to me, there was an offensive pass interference, but it, it's whatever. It's a hard call to make. I get why they didn't call it, but I also would see why they should have called it. Um, but the biggest thing for me is that the Eagles had a lot of penalties this game. Uh, every time they would get momentum, uh, they would get a penalty thrown. We had 11 penalties this game. We had uh, some pretty bad on the first drive. We had three. Like, we were getting them third down positions. We had three uh, de- uh, neutral zone infractions, I believe. And it was just like it was two. It was the same person twice. And I was like, it wasn't like it was Fletcher Cox. It was like the younger dudes. So, it was very rough to watch. Uh, but I have to give it to Daniel Jones. I say this all the time. I think Daniel Jones is a talent. Like, he is solid. He has turned the ball over a lot. I get that. He's Eli. He learned from Eli Manning. What do you expect from him, you know? Like, he, Eli Manning was yeah. a turnover machine. Um, no hate towards Eli Manning. Solid, obviously, two Super Bowl, two-time champ. Great. Good. Do you. Um, but that's who he learned from. So, he's going to make similar plays. Daniel Jones played... A perfect game in my eyes. Um, ran the ball extremely well uh, from a quarterback slot, which the Eagles have a tough time dealing with mobile quarterbacks. Never thought I'd say Daniel Jones was a mobile quarterback, but the Eagles have a tough time dealing with mobile quarterbacks. Uh, we struggled against Lamar Jackson. Uh, we're struggling against him, Daniel Jones, uh, when he's running. We struggle against Dak all the time. Um, <clears throat> uh, but Daniel Jones threw 21 for 28, 244 yards. I think that's a perfect game. Ran for a touchdown, nine carries. They ran the option a lot because they're not. they don't have Saquon. They ran the option a lot. They had to make up those rushing yards somewhere. Like, really good plays from those from Daniel Jones. And this was Daniel Jones, I believe, his first win versus a NFC East opponent that was not Washington. So ever, ever. I mean, this is his second year. So yeah, yeah. 
He was 0-5. He, he went 0-4 last season against the Cowboys and the Eagles. This season, he lost the first game against the Eagles. And this is the first win in Daniel Jones' history that he has uh, won against an NFC East opponent that was not named the Washington football team. So good for Daniel Jones. Interesting. Very, I, like, I'm telling you, the Giants are a really good football team. They need to bo- bolster their O-line, and they're going to be scary in a couple of seasons. Like, you guys, you guys don't realize the NFC East may suck today, but, like, everyone is getting better. Like, we just all have to suck at the same time, but when everyone's good, no one cares, you know? Like, two years ago, the Cowboys yeah. went 10-6, and six, the Eagles went 9-7, and seven, and both were in the playoffs. Both of them won their first wild, both both of them came out of the wild card round with the wins. Neither of them went to the NFC Championship, but like people really like forget. Still, yeah. People forget like the NFC East they're they're all in unison. When they suck, they suck. When they're good, they're great. Like it's weird. Um the biggest the biggest pickup the Eagles need first off is a new training staff. I don't know what the hell they're doing with the training staff. They need to get help, but uh, <laughs> a new training staff. Uh, some new meds. I don't know what else to do uh, in that stat. Um, but everyone was healthy this game. Like, I, I think Carson Wentz was getting the ball to people. Um, the problem is you didn't get the people that you needed to involved. You didn't get uh, Travis Fulgham involved. You didn't get Alshon Jeffrey involved. Those have been your best receivers over the last three, four years. Richard Rodgers played great. Jalen Rager played great. Greg Ward played okay. Dallas Goddard didn't really get the ball very much. Uh, Boston Scott caught a pass. If you're Carson Wentz, you got to throw the ball to your playmakers. You targeted Alshon once, and you missed him. Alshon, uh, like, Carson Wentz missed a couple passes today. Far from perfect, but, like, I'm not pinning this all on Carson Wentz. Wentz made mistakes. Uh, Sanders dropped, like, three passes today, or that game. Um, Fulgham dropped a pass. Um, the defense gave up too much. Every time we get momentum, it would be lost by a penalty. This is an all-around team L. It's all, like, there's nothing, there's no excuse. This is a team L. Yeah. You, you got to come out, you got to come out and it. win. You, you got to come out and play better than that. And I know the, and I know the Eagles are capable of b- playing better than that because they played better against teams that are like four times better than the Giants are. Like we put up twice as many points on the Steelers and the Ravens, and yet this is how we play against the Giants, who we beat already with less people. Like now, this is our playmakers are back. You can't just give up on defense now. Come on now, dudes. Come on, get your act together, Eagles. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like, it was just a team L. Like, you all play bad. Like, move on. You got the Browns this week out on the road. Uh, the, the rest of the Eagles' schedule is very A winnable hard. game. Very winnable game. A very winnable game. It's going to be a tough game, though, because we have, we have, if we can't stop Daniel Jones from running all over us, what's to say Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt aren't going to run over it, all over us? Yeah. Baker Mayfield might even get mobile on us because that they've, they've seen what the Eagles' kryptonite is. But if we can, for, if, you if never we can force Baker Mayfield yeah. to throw, eventually our, our DBs are going to make a play. Like, Darius Slay is solid. Avante Maddox is solid. You just got to make plays. Like, they just did not make plays. Like, they got – they like, Darius Slay made a couple good plays. Like, made great stops, was playing great coverage. And then it was like the one play that he would give up would be like the 40-yard bomb, you know? Yeah. So it's like you made great plays for two downs and then gave up the big play. You can't be doing that. You can't be nicknamed Big Play Slay and then give up the big plays, dog. <laughs> Not so big play slay. Not so big play slay. Not today. Anyway. Not today. Uh, it, it, big play slay. It was it it could have been worse, right? Could have been a lot worse. Could have thrown like seven th- could have thrown a bunch of picks, fumbled, uh nothing going for us. Not happy with the result, it's an L. But there are there are things to work on, and that game was very winnable. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Like that's something to build on. When you're when you're a three five and one team, you look at building blocks instead of like, oh, we just lost a game. Like if you're a winning team, you look, oh, you lost the game, move on, right? Okay, you got to look at what you got to build on for the next week, right? And I think the Eagles have one of the yeah. hardest schedules to end the season off, right? The Browns are what six and three, the Seahawks are six and three. The week after that, we have the Cardinals. No, we have the Packers who are like seven and two. Then we got. Then yeah. we have the uh, the Saints, who are like six and three. Then then we have the Cardinals, who are like six and three. And then we have the Cowboys and the football team to end the season. Ooh, well, I mean, those are very winnable games. But like those next, this next stretch of five games is tough. Granted, three of them are at home. We get the Seahawks at home. We get the Saints at home, and we get the. Uh, oh no, we have to play three of them on the road. I take it back. We get the Seahawks at home. We get the Saints at home. But we have to play the Cardinals in Arizona and Glendale. I'll remember that time. Uh, Green Bay. We got to play Green Bay in Green Bay. <laughs> and then we got to play uh, next week. We got to go to Cleveland. So, I mean, we get some home games, but one of those is primetime games. I'm scared we're going to lose our primetime record. Against the we'll Seahawks. have to see for sure. All right. I don't know. The Seahawks aren't exactly unstoppable anymore any, anyway. So yeah, like... but it's a mobile quarterback. It's Russell Wilson. We're That's screwed, fair. dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know right now, though. I'm picking the Eagles to win that game when we get to it, just because it's pri it's a okay. primetime game. We're undefeated in primetime games, whereas the Seahawks are winless in primetime games right now. Listen, I'm also trying to find excuses to pick the Broncos to win, so I, get I feel it. like that's just might as well. Like I just yeah. I mean, we're still leading the division at three, five, and one, so who knows what's gonna happen? But you know. Well, it's getting closer now. Oh, yeah, everyone else is three and seven. <laughs> right. This tie is going to save our butts, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine? We're going to make the we're going to make the we're going to win the division at 6-9-1. We're going to beat the Browns, we're going to beat the Seahawks. And then we're going to beat Oh wait, we're going to beat the Seahawks and we're going to beat the we're going to lose everything else. We're going to beat the Cowboys and the football team. <laughs> we're going to win the division. <laughs> anyway, Jaguars All right, Packers. We're ready to talk Jags Packers. Yeah, this game was extremely close for no reason. Yeah, no, there was no very few reasons why this game should have been this close. But um, Packers win 24 to 20. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty good day, 325 yards off 24 for 34 with two touchdowns, one pick. He ran for a touchdown um, too, and he had a rushing touchdown too. Yeah, so uh, I just saw that. I mean, like th we expected this to happen. Like Jags are competing for worst team in the league. Like the, honestly, the Jags might be jealous of the Jets. Yeah, because they actually have have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Literally, won, won, won their first game of the season and haven't won one since. I think it was against the Jets. I know. Who do they beat? Who did they play week one? No, it was the Colts. What the heck? Remember, because we, yeah, we were super shocked about it because we were like, yeah, the Colts kind of suck. And then, and then they now the Colts are anymore. winning their division. Anyway. Yeah. Right, here we are. It's going to be the catchphrase uh, of the podcast. I swear. Uh, the only thing I have to say is like, but here the we Jags, are. I, like, they did look terrible but like no for playing sure with who i don't even know who half these people are on the roster i like the receivers yeah, I do too. keelan cole and dj chark is i solid. like i like keelan cole i like keelan cole i like dj chark um tyler eifert if he's when he stays healthy is, is a pretty good tight end james oshag hennessy <laughs> joke i've made this two weeks in a row now principal I'm principal sorry, right principal Osh principal o'shaughnessy I cannot believe that's an actual dude. I just can't believe that's yeah. an actual person. 
Yeah, when he when he's done in the NFL, he should become a, a school not, principal. He coached the football team, that's for sure. I just right. realized something. Sidney Jones is on the Jaguars. That is interesting. He's the cornerback. For for record's sake, guys, he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And what so what Super Bowl team did he play on? The Philadelphia Eagles. Anyway, yeah. he, he always got burnt, so I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad for releasing him. <laughs> he, he's Don't miss bad. Him. But like he had yeah. he's not he like he wasn't atrocious. He made he had his he had his moments. Yeah. He actually led the Jags with again, apparently, with the highest PFF grade versus the Packers. What? Well she good for you, Sidney Jones. <laughs> <I wish laughs> Look! Look! Look at former Eagles going on to bigger Apparently, and better things. I, mean, I say as, that ironically. As he plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he had a forced fumble this yeah. game. What? He had an interception. What? Oh, anyway. <laughs> Why weren't you doing that for us last season, bro? <laughs> probably because he was. All right, you want to talk say, a little? Uh... You want to talk a little Bills Cardinals? Yeah, left? let's talk Bills. Cardinals. This was a this was a fun game. Of course, um, Cardinals went thirty two to thirty off of Kyler Murray's hail mary to DeAndre Hopkins as time expires. Yeah, it was a pretty good throw and catch. Like probably something that very few people could do in the NFL. Holy, um, that was all, Kyler Murray's only passing touchdown all day. He yeah. did run for two. Kenyon Drake had a hundred. Um, Kenyon Drake also had a hundred yards rushing. Yeah, yeah, I know imagine that. being D-Hop and having uh-huh. 127 yards, having one touchdown being, being the one touchdown you get all day. Yeah. Um, Bills definitely didn't no, play bad either. they actually choked a 14-point lead. Uh, yeah, they did, for sure. Uh, Josh Allen had two touchdowns on the day, plus a receiving touchdown, courtesy of former Denver Bronco Isaiah McKenzie. I did McKenzie. see that play, and that was awesome. It was awesome. I, did, I was a huge fan of it. It was great. <laughs> Um, Cole Beasley had a monster day too. He had 11 receptions. He was for their leader on that. Stephon Diggs, on their, 10 uh, receptions. Last drive that they had that should have won them the football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was leading the charge. Stephon Diggs ended it, but he was catching like everything. He had like three, like three first downs yeah. on third down or some nonsense like that. He played amazing this game. Zane Gonzalez hit went four for four on field goals. That is very is an important. important. Zane Gonzalez making all his field goals and all his extra points. Saves him from the chiseled Adonis this week. <laughs> I mean, this was genuinely, like, the best finish for a game yeah, all season by far. Game of the year so far, in my opinion. We had a great, we had, a fun, like, a really, really good comeback. Uh, basically, down 14, came all the way back, uh, go up 23-26. Uh, then you, Josh Allen drives your team all the way down the field, gives them a game-winning drive. 39 seconds left on the clock. It's over. You have nothing else to worry about. Kyler Murray, 43-yard yeet on the run, on the (laughs) run, off his back left leg, basically across his body at that point, up to uh, D-Hop for a touchdown. I don't know what else to say. Other than the – other than the – other than the – I guess I was going to say the disrespect of them going for two, but then I realized they just kneeled it because they won the game. They just had to go for that, you know? 
because they they scored, so he just kneeled it real quick because they won. Yeah, but that's that's crazy. That was such a crazy finish to the game. Both teams played well. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. Both teams played well. Like they did their jobs. You just got like three v one. You usually take three, but D hop is D hop. So yeah. Uh, do you, do you want to talk about the next game or uh, we can we can skip it? Uh, not particularly, okay. but I'm gonna. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is rock bottom. I'm leaving this too. Four ints for Drew Lock. Oh shit. Yeah, Drew Lock had a terrible day. He threw four picks. Um, they got torched. They got torched defensively too. I mean, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, former Denver Bronco Devontae Booker, it. by the way. Each had two rushing touchdowns. Joshua Jacob had 21 carries for 112 yards. Devontae Booker, 16 carries for 81 yards. Like, the Broncos could not generate anything on offense. I mean, like, and I don't think they had a punt return all game. I don't think the Raiders punted. I'm going to check the stat on that. I'm not seeing it. It could just be several fair catches. Okay, yeah, no, there were were four punts this game for for the Raiders, but they're probably all... Uh, fair catches and stuff, but I basically I was freaking out because I'm like, really? The Broncos had no punt return stats? <laughs> um, I mean, the Broncos got torched. Like, Derek Carr barely had to do anything. He only threw the ball 25 times. They couldn't stop the run. The Broncos couldn't generate anything offensively. Drew Locke is possibly out with a rib injury. He didn't practice today. Um, was good. One positive thing was good to see AJ Boye back. Um, he didn't have a great game, but it was good to see him back. Positives. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to find something. Um, but that's about it. I think I peaked. Like, the, the Broncos couldn't generate anything. Like, this is genuinely just a bad game from the Broncos. Yeah. I am ready all to right. move on. That's I all mean, I... same thing, you know? Just a bad, bad team It hurts team my out. soul. Seahawks-Rams. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. This was a very good game. Let's yeah, let's switch, let's shift gears and talk about a pretty good one. Um, Russell Wilson um, disappointed. This me. game started off hot and kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, Russell Wilson had a pretty bad day, but oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Tyler Lockett's on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. He disappointed me too. He led the team in rushing as well. Yep. Jared Goff didn't really have a great day either, but the Rams had a good day rushing. They had three rushing yep. touchdowns on the day. Um, so I think what this ultimately came down to, the Rams' defense. Yeah. No, both defenses played. I think both defenses and played great. I I think I'm I'm going to say the Rams' defense played great and the Seahawks' defense played okay. But... It, it, it like that's genuinely the the Seahawks issue right now though is the, yeah, is their defense. No, 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 no. Their the issue. I think their defense is a part of the issue, but turnovers have really hurt them the last few games. The reason they're losing is turnovers. They threw yeah, two definitely. picks this game. Uh, Russell Wilson fumbled and lost that fumble. Like it, it's not they're not just playing like. It's not that it's just defense, right? To me, it's their. Russell Wilson isn't playing great. Like he's not scoring. He's turned the ball yeah, over three the last times, couple of games four in times. Like you can't do that and win games and be an MVP caliber player with a, a Super Bowl contending team at the moment. You can't do that. Can't do that, Seattle. Stop yeah. turning the ball over, Russ. Get back into it. 
That's what Russell. That's what they need. Yeah. Now we have what? Three teams tied for the NFC West, six and three. Number one. Uh, yeah, and I believe yeah. technically the Cardinals are number one because yep. they're leading the division right now. So technically the Cardinals are winning the mm-hmm. NFC West right now, which is crazy because that shakes a lot of things Everything's up. Everything's going insane. I think. I mean, we both predicted. We both predicted. I think we both predicted the Seahawks would win the West, but and then the next best two teams would yep. be both wild cards, which I think is still the case. However, it might not be the Seahawks yeah, that win I the West anymore. All three of those teams make the playoffs. Because if the Cardinals are C- and if the Cardinals or Seahawks win, they're probably more like the three seed, two or three seed. They're definitely not the four seed because yeah. the East Square is the four seed no by default. What. Unless like yeah, they got that four seed locked up. Crazy tear, which I highly doubt. But um, yeah. Who's the one and two right now, though? Packers, Bucks, Saints. It'd be the Saints. I don't think that's Saints and Bucks. I think the I think the West might get. I don't know. I think those could flip off. Potentially, Packers have the one right now. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. I didn't think the Packers would get the one. I thought they'd be the three. I know it, it's it, exactly it's it's so the NFC is so tight right now. Um, Nick Mullins had a decent day. He did throw two picks, but he did go twenty four for thirty eight, two hundred forty seven yards. Oh, one did touchdown. we move on to the Saints Niners? Uh, Nev- oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm Shoot. just looking at these stats now. I, I don't even know why. I I, I skipped you ahead. I'm, I'm getting ready. Uh, I have nothing else to say about that game besides turnovers. They need to limit their turnovers. I have nothing else. Um, I actually have two things to say yes. about this game, but I'm gonna let you go off first. Okay, um, Saints win 27-13. Nick Mullins had a decent day. I already told you about his stats. He threw his one pass to Brandon Ayuk, who is a Reno area high school alumni. Guys, uh, that was you, uh, Eric is the number one person in Reno area factoids. It's true. Football factoids, I should be specific. That's hilarious. I love it. It's true. Anyway, continue your statement. The last, the most, the other most recent dude to come out of football for Reno High School uh, alumni area is uh, from the same high school actually, uh, Kyle, Kyle Van Noy as well. Okay. Yeah. Intriguing. He's currently on the uh, almost NFC East leading uh, Miami Dolphins. AFC East. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. He's definitely said NFC East. Did I say NFC East? Yeah, <laughs> just do a little flip-flop real quick, yeah. No, definitely AFC, I apologize. Um, yeah, Drew Brees got hurt this game. Uh, he finished the game with multiple broken ribs and a collapsed lung, fun fact. Uh, my favorite part of that, though, is that the injury report yeah. is out for a couple I- I'm weeks. I'm pretty sure With a collapsed yeah, I'm pretty freaking sure he lung. finished this game, though. Like, he played through that for, like, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Jameis Winston came in, though. So here's a question. That, who's here's a question then? Do they do they put in James? James, 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 James. Eat them W's. Eat them W's. Eat them W's. Eat them W's. Famous hey, James. We got crab legs in Louisiana. We gonna eat them <laughs> W's because I'm James Winston. Yeah, yeah. James Winston got to play. If you don't play, I'm gonna be disappointed. Be very disappointed. They got the Falcons this week. What what more do you want? What more do you want? Put in. I want the Falcons put in my to lose boy. the game. Put in, put in, put in, put in James Winston. Hey, listen, backup quarterbacks in in New Orleans tend to have good runs when they have to play. Teddy Bridgewater last last season was like undefeated. Just saying. 
Definitely. And like what, like three, four weeks? He like maybe five weeks he'll be out. Something like that. Falcons, Something very like winnable that, game. Yeah. Very winnable game. Sorry. Broncos, very winnable game. Very winnable game. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm no, like, you're not wrong. Then guess what they have to do again? Play the Falcons. What does that mean? Winnable game. Who's after that? You mean the Eagles? Oh, the team that does not know what the heck they're doing? Winnable game. Uh, <laughs> all right. See? Check now me. week 15, they play the Chiefs, which even if they had Drew Brees, I didn't think they were winning that game. But like... Saying four winnable games in a row, like I think he could probably sit for the rest of the season. They probably could win the next four straight, make the playoffs at 11 wins. They have a guaranteed 11 wins right there, in my opinion. 11 and two, right there. Chiefs probably yeah. an L, 11 and three. They play the Vikings. If Jameis Winston plays, that's a losable game. Uh, if he doesn't play, that's a winnable game. I think both games are like it could go either way, either no matter what. Um, but like, and then they play the Panthers end of the season, which are having identity crisis. Like they could be an easy twelve and four as James with James Winston at the helm. So like, that's good enough yeah. to win their division in my eyes. As long as Tampa Bay decides to not win out and go thirteen and three for some god awful reason. Uh, but yeah, you know, like James could play the rest of the season and then bring bring my boy Drew Brees' Jesus back for the playoffs. Easy. I've watched way too much Chiseled Adonis. I watch way too much Chiseled Adonis. I watch way too much of Chiseldom. It's all right. It's, it's good content. It, it is it's good, good content. content. I don't but yeah, you. that's very winnable. Like I, I, anyway, prayers to Drew Brees though. That that terrible injury to endure. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm okay with moving along. That's all I had to say about that. Was just Jameis Winston finished the game and got a dub. That's all I care about in life. Yes. Now. All right. So with that, that wraps up. All the Sunday games. We're moving on to Sunday night football. Patriots beat the Ravens 23-17. to 17. Uh, This was an interesting game. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. Like, these are normal. Like, I didn't watch this game. These are such basic stats from from the Patriots. Yeah. And, like, these are semi-normal stats for the, for the, the Ravens. What happened? I, I think, I mean, the Patriots had that huge trick play, which obviously resulted in a touchdown, and obviously the difference in score being a touchdown, like, it could be boiled down to that. Yeah, there's nothing else genuinely. Saying, no one scored in the fourth quarter. No one scored in the first quarter. This looks like, like, casual game. I Like, time of possession? Like, what was time of possession? Baltimore had the ball more. Baltimore threw one interception? That's the difference? Maybe they had more total I, like, yards. They had more passing. It feels yards. like based off based off of stats, there should be no reason why the why there's the something. Lost I just game, don't know what. Oh, there did. were eight eight penalties for the Baltimore Ravens yeah, to the New England's three. That that paired with that one that could be big the too. Play probably did it for him. It, it, this is one of those games where it comes down to like little things. Like we, I don't know what the bigger picture was for this game. It literally came down to like the little things, and yeah. the Patriots did little things better because they have Bill Belichick, and they tend to do better at the little things when it comes to those things. So yes, I have nothing else to do. say about that. Cam Newton played great. I remember when I remember remember that time where I predicted this game for the Patriots and then I changed my opinion because the Patriots were reeling and I should have just stuck to that. You know, I, I mean, I, I, done I understand, thing. but like, man, I was spot on with this game at week one for no reason. 
Except for the fact that Cam Newton didn't play, like, out of his mind. But still, yeah. like, I was spot on with this game. Shout out to me. <laughs> Should have kept it. Shout out to you. Moving right along, though. Vikings-Bears. I actually watched a good chunk of this game. Um, got... I did. Uh, Cordero Patterson had that like huge return, kick return. kickoff return to start the second half. That was the main thing I remember from this game. I also remember uh, Nick, Foles, got Nick Foles getting hurt, which is definitely deeply tragic. Yeah. Um, he got driven to the ground. Uh, potential uh, shoulder stinger. And with Mitch Trubisky out right now, like this could spell bad news for the Bears. Like. And, and it especially still, given that the Bears were one of the competing teams for a wild card spot right now, this could spell disaster. I'm I'm googling. Uh... Oh, but and oh, uh, Kirk Cousins, right? The most important, the most the, important. Stat the of the week. Monday Night Kirk Football. Kirk Cousins street. got his first win on Monday Night Football. Kirk Cousins, 1-9 on Monday Night Good Football. Job. That is the most important stat of the week, by far. It ain't um, even close. I'm trying to... I need an injury update. Uh, looks like Nick Foles is okay-ish. A combination of strain and a bruise to the quarterback's hip and glute area. So, uh, strained booty. <laughs> Bruises butt. Um, Tyler Bray is there? I thank God it wasn't the front end of that. That's his most important asset. Yeah. That's what gives him all his power. Um, uh, Mitch Trubisky seems like he's... He hurt his throwing shoulder, but he's optimistic that he'll be back, so Mitch could be back for this next game. Okay. Who do the Bears play? Oh, they're chilling. Oh, they're on bye anyway, so they're chilling, both, actually. Both those players. Yeah, and then they oh, play the nice. backers on both Sunday Night Football week like, 12. If, if not anything, Mitch should be back, you know? Okay, so then yeah, um, then I think the Bears I will be okay for sure. But um, they do <laughs> not like, have an easy schedule. I disagree with them being okay. Well, yeah, they'll be. I, I'm like, yeah, they'll be okay. They'll IRY. Be okay, they just lost to the Vikings. <laughs> uh, four straight L's for them after starting five and one. Yeah. Um, the Vikings are now four and five after starting, I believe, one and five. Um, the Vikings are making are making yeah, a Vikings very are a big win rally to head over into that uh wild card spot. Now I'm see. I yeah, yeah I, I definitely think it could be possible right now. Secure a wild card spot. Um, the only the only problem with that is that that means that only two teams from the NFC West go, or only one team from the NFC South goes. Which I, I have a hard time believing will. that will happen. Uh, I think Saints. I think Saints. Uh, Rams. The combination of of the Saints, Bucks, and then like think, the the Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. And the combination of any Rams of those Cardinals. teams are going to make the wild card. Yeah, they'll the make Vikings? up the. Yeah, I, I think it'll be the Packers and the Packers and the East winners, which I think at this rate is still the Eagles. In a minute. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could change dramatically. But my guy tells me it's still the Eagles. Eagles fan, but we're gonna have a conversation about that in a minute. Trust me. Um, because the games we have to talk about them next week. <laughs> but uh, this showed that the Vikings still have fighting yeah. them. Um. Just that's it. Vikings played well. They played great football. Uh, Nick Foles is on a little bit of a reel. I think Mitch Trubisky coming in might help shake up some things if he plays. If Nick Foles is not okay, but like this offense is weird. I don't know what's going on with Chicago, but I, I, I genuinely thought they would be better than this. 
Like I, I expect them. Like I, yeah. I bag on Bears fans all the time because like I think that they're not as good. I, I don't. I obviously don't think they're a five and one team, four and O team, five and O team. Like I don't think they're that good of a team. Like a seven and two team. But they were like a, to me, they were like a six, six and four. You know, six four, seven three. Like they, they're decent enough to win some of those games. They did just didn't. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I thought they'd be a little better. I thought they would get a wild card spot, but I was sorely mistaken. Um. But that is it for week ten. Uh, we're gonna move on to predictions for week eleven. Do you have anything to add for the re- week ten wrap up? Uh, Jets, Chiefs, Cowboys, Falcons round by. By the way, I got nothing else for week ten. Yes. Um, so I mean, I really only missed the Chiefs. However, Cowboys being on by gave them some time to get a little bit healthy. We did mention this at the top of the podcast, yes. but it does seem and like we'll Andy talk more Dalton about will that be in back. this week. Uh, so because they're going to get something interesting. Yes. Um, outside of that. I mean, I mean, I didn't miss the Falcons or the Jets. I didn't miss the Chiefs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as I a Broncos fan, Chiefs, I didn't miss the Chiefs. It is what it is. Oh, but moving yeah. right along. Yeah. Okay, so with that, we got Thursday night football, a rematch. We got the Seahawks and, and the game, Cardinals last time they played, in was Seattle. Close and very well contested. I believe it went to overtime. It did go into overtime. It came back off. Zane oh, Gonzalez yeah. put your head he down. He missed the field Zane goal. Gonzalez they got a stop, and then he made a field goal. Zane Gonzalez, you legend. Yeah. That shows that Adonis episode was heat. <laughs> um, what you feeling this week? So with that, this though. This is an important game for both teams. Last time it was in Glendale, the Cardinals won this matchup. The Seahawks lost a close game. The Cardinals won in a nail-biter. Given that this is a short week, I feel like the Cardinals blew a bunch of energy and a bunch of resources on beating the Bills. This one's in Seattle. I think I'm going to take the Seahawks. I was a little disappointed that the Cardinals made a great comeback uh, off of some turnovers from uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Zay Gonzalez, you can pick your head up, bro. You made a game-winning field goal. Um... But we in Seattle. I think I think I think Seattle's a different story. Seattle's a different story. Um, I think we might have another nail biter. Like both both game like the Seahawks have been in nail biters lately. Bills, they they literally played what the the the, the like some crazy games in success in succession. Like played the Cardinals in week seven. Uh, they played the the Niners in week eight. Then they played the Bills, and they just played the uh, Rams, and now they have to play the Cardinals again. Like, that's some it's a crazy schedule. I'm going to get to the Seahawks, though. I think they I think they have the talent to win this game. I am taking the Seahawks this game. So you are taking the Seahawks. Close game. Okay. I think it's going to be really close. It's going to be an interesting okay, game. Okay, Sunday. Sunday morning, we got Lions-Panthers. Uh, these are two kind of not-so-great teams right now. Um, the Panthers, especially with Christian McCaffrey being out for sure this game, Teddy Bridgewater is likely to start, but not guaranteed to start. Um, also Matt Stafford being a little bit beat up too. Like this is kind of a little bit of a matchup between two beat up squads. Um, I'm taking the Panthers cause I feel like overall they've I'm been a little bit more consistent the than the Lions. Matchup. I've liked what Matthew Stafford has been doing with his, with DeAndre Swift and the Marvins and, and his receivers, uh, being Marvin's Jones and Marvin Hall. Uh, so I think they're playing. I think he's playing really well. I think they're going to come out and win this game. They're four and five right now, by the way. The Lions are. That's weird. 
Yeah. I know. The Panthers are I, what three and seven. The so. Lions are an interesting team. That's all yeah. I have to say about that. They're literally about to tie the Bears in record this week. Just yeah. We got Patriots at Texans um, next. Yeah, hit me with it. Um, these are two teams like like I think like the Lions and the Panthers that yeah, are kind of a little bit losers in their divisions right now. Um, the Texans' only two wins are against the Jaguars, who are contending for worst team in the league. The Patriots have some solid wins early and have Lakers. struggled recently. However, I'm going to very loosely use the word recently because they had a great game against the Ravens last week. Um, and I think that momentum continues into yeah, Houston. I'm going to take the Patriots. Win streak now, and they beat the Texans in Houston. Uh, next up, we got Steelers-Jags, yep. and I really have to legally label this as a football game, uh, but I do think Chase Claypool's about to, to go yeah, off Yeah, I mean, this again. is easy. <laughs> I'm only going to use Claypool, other than the fact that the Steelers are playing good football. I mean, they're going to be 10-0 after this week, and they're just having such a phenomenal season. Great start. Great consistency. I think the only thing that could stop, I think the main thing, if the if the Jaguars win this game this week, I am taking the Steelers, but if the Jaguars win this week, I think it's because the Steelers will get caught with their pants down because they're Agreed. looking towards Thanksgiving like against the Ravens. Too, you know? so, yeah. yeah, so they could be over-prepping for the Ravens a little bit and kind of get caught off guard by the Jaguars. That would be the main thing I could see with happening in this game. Um, however, I, I think overall the Steelers, the Steelers are the better team, and I'm going to take the Steelers. This is a fun one. This is a really fun okay, one. This one is a good one. Tough one, though. Yes. We got Titans at Ravens. I'm always making sure that we're talking about yes. the same thing because our schedules are a little bit wonky because COVID. of how the, all the Titans, scheduling Ravens, changes and I'm making sure the order is weird. Yeah. At Baltimore. Um, so Titans at Baltimore. Both of these teams are coming off. Or no, the Ravens else, won. Yes. No, both, uh, both these teams are coming three. off losses. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't even consider that the fact the Titans are on a long week. Yep, Titans. This is a long week for the Titans. Uh. uh you know what? I kind of mm -hmm. like the Ravens' defense matchup. So I, I, I think I'm going to stick to my guns and yeah, not take my pick here. I'm going to really take the Ravens. This week we are up to two differences. This week, uh, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans on the road in Baltimore. Um, the only reason I'm I, take the Titans close, this week is I for think. Sure. I think Derrick Henry is going to have an explosive game this this week. Uh, after seeing, like, getting an L to the Patriots, that's 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 a loss you shouldn't have had if, if I'm Baltimore. And I think the Titans are in a mode where they want to want it more. Uh, we saw, we see like we saw what one turnover, one difference maker can do, and I think the Titans have a crazy difference maker in Derrick Henry. So, yeah, I'll take the Titans. Very close game though. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a grindy game. Like 17. 15, yeah, definitely tough one to call. 17, something like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Back to back. Um, this is another Colts tough Packers. one to pick too, in my opinion. We got yeah. Packers at Colts. Um, I think the Packers really want to stay on top of the NFC East What's and lock that down, especially the since East, the Vikings dog. are kind of approaching them. Yeah. Did I say NFC East? <laughs> the NFC North. Oh my gosh. I got they NFC East on the mind so for bad, some dude. reason. Like, at this rate, you know what it was? It's probably, at I'm so point, determined. I bet you I could win the NFC East. You block, East you block for me. I'll be the running quarterback. I'll just yeah. show the Eagles what's up. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll go bench warmers Easy. style. We got a quarterback. We got a receiver. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> As long, We're going to play 10 Mississippi. We can just but... go pick up some bombs. Like, we, <laughs> we got we this. Can get a team. We can get a team together. 
there's a bunch of free agents in the NFL right now. Like, we could do it. Uh, okay, so on the road, Packers in Indianapolis. This is kind of a, a little yeah, bit of a must win for actually, the Colts, a little bit. Now, I'm not going to convince a must win. Probably I, uh, probably need to win, though. You know, okay. not need to win, because that's right. the same thing you should. I'm going to say probably you should They're win. They're at home against the Packers. That tough? That tough, huh? It uh, is that I tough. Have made a I'm still deciding right now. While you're thinking still. Is that okay? All right, let's go. Uh, I yeah, think the it. difference between both these teams is the Packers are 7-2. and two. The closest person to them is a, I believe, a 5-5 five and five Chicago Bears. Uh, both the other teams are 4-5 and five in that division. Um, the Colts, on the other hand, are in a tight, contested race with the Tennessee Titans, both 6-3. Colts have the tiebreaker. I think the Colts are trying to fight a lot harder. Their defense is showing up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has shown that when he's playing against a good defense, uh, he tends to reel a little bit and gets a little lax, uh, i.e. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Uh, I'm going to give this one to the Colts in Indianapolis. They are home. Uh, it's going to be a close game. I think both AFC, uh, I believe they're AFC South teams, Tennessee and Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah, AFC they're South. Both no, they're both NFC right. West. NFC both NFC, NFC East, East teams at this ah, point. Best everybody's in everybody's in the NFC East. Uh, Titans, yes. <laughs> Titans, Colts. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also simultaneously the worst. Uh, I think both the Titans and the Colts win, it, uh, <laughs> win both their win their games, so they're going to stay competitive. Uh, I think, and we're going to go into Week Twelve with a hopeful tiebreaker, fun game. So that um, this is me like hopeful wishing, and like this is kind of what I think is going to happen. Okay, uh, I think you you definitely helped me make my decision. Um, oh. I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, we're going different, different, different. Three out of yo, this is yeah. so far three out of six so far. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm four games back. I need to make some moves, and I and I don't think it's entirely no, it's the worst thing in the world to gamble the on the Packers. Of, uh, any of the games we have different can go the other way, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. yeah so I'm going to take the Packers because you took the Colts. All right, hit me with it. Eagles-Browns. <laughs> uh, you know what? You it's broke okay. my heart last week. It. I'm breaking your heart this uh, week. Fun fact, I also I'm was taking, taking the Browns. Browns up until like two seconds ago. Uh, when I was looking at it, I was really, I, I really put some thought into this. Um, I'm not just picking the Eagles because I'm an Eagles fan, okay? This is like genuine thought into this. Zach Ertz is back at practice. I believe he's playing this week. Um, this is the healthiest Eagles team yet. Right? Everyone's playing. I know we just came off a really bad L in New York. But the reason we lost that game was due to more so mistakes that can be fixed than things that cannot be fixed, like injuries. Right? I think Cleveland is in a position where they they have won the last couple games, but they didn't particularly play like phenomenal. Right? I think that the Eagles can very well win this game. I know it's on the road, but the Eagles, for some reason, when their backs are against the wall, it's close to playoff time, they pull out these random wins that we just never expect from them. They just do some nonsense and play great and win games. This is one of those games I think they do win. So I'm going to go the Eagles. That's just... Um... 
I, I, another reason to take the Browns, I, I, if I'm reading these stats right, I believe, it, based on what this stat is telling me, is that the Eagles have the 100%. 26th rushing defense it's in the way, league right it, now. Like, that team is so much better than what they're, what and they're showing, the, and it's frustrating to watch. And the Browns I, I, have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. I, I, I think, I think it's even I, more reason for me to pick oh, 100% respect for that pick. No, no, no shame whatsoever for you picking that. I mean, yeah, like, this is literally but me This isn't me being a fan, This is me, like, I, I understand. Like, I, I, I watch Eagles so much, they always do yeah. this. They, it always happens. It, like, I don't know why. There's always that one win where they're like, yeah! Yeah! And this is that one win. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's always that one thing. This is it. They haven't won a single game outside of primetime yet this season. For some reason, I feel like this is the one. Not against Dallas in Week I mean, 16. I mean, this has got to be the Not one. against Washington in Week 17. This one. This game right here. I mean, the, the, so the Eagles yep. have one more primetime game against for Seattle. sure. That's the that only primetime game That being Week 12 Monday Night Football against the Seahawks. Outside of that, I think this is the most winnable Saints game. And Packers in reverse order. That following that, they play literally Seahawks, Packers, Saints. Cowboys. Yeah, plus the cow, plus the the Cowboys in Dallas, and then I think it's Washington is a winnable Dallas game for playing. sure. But yeah, definitely. But I mean, over the next four weeks, over the next five this weeks, is the, this is the most winnable the game. Have the Eagles the hardest have. schedule. Like, not even gonna question it. This is such a hard schedule. They had to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore earlier this season too. Yeah. Like, Tough schedule for them. They lost very winnable games, and it, that's what screwed them. Like, they should have beat the Bengals, should have beat Washington, should have beat Giants, <gasps> should have beat the Giants. Take away two L's and a tie, give them three wins. This team's all of a sudden six and four. Like, six and three. Yeah. Six and four? Six and three. Six and three. Six and three. We've had our bye week. Six and three. Like, that's a respectable record. <laughs> like, it's like they've lost winnable games, and that's what sucks. Yeah, and it's like little definitely. things. Like little things, you just clean it up, you win the football game. That's what I think is going to happen here in Cleveland. They're going to clean up some of those things and get Alshon Jeffries hopefully going to have a big game. Zach Ertz coming back to have his decently good game with Dallas Goddard and Richard Rodgers getting some time. Hopefully that works out well. Um, and Zach Ertz could very well miss this game. He's still technically listed on IR, but they open the practice window for him. And typically when the Eagles do that, they play the person that week. So. Um, and he wasn't on the injured list yeah. when he was activated this week, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure how that works because it doesn't. Show, the injured list doesn't show IR. So, anyway, uh, Saints Falcons. Let's get some yeah, consistency. We just went, Let's get some commonality. We just went three in a row because I know you're not. We just went three in a row. Three in a row uh, picking yeah. different. And I know we did right? not pick it differently this time because. Oh yeah, of course, cool. Anyway, so New Orleans. Oh, definitely. Crab legs, Winston. <laughs> Yeah, no way. I I I I, 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 to, I refuse to pick the Falcons. I've sold my stock on the Falcons. I have sold my have stock some... on the Falcons. Ooh. I'm picking the Saints. Yo, James Winston's about to have some because crab they're not gumbo the Falcons. after he's done like, with this I, game. Just nom, nom, nom. I mean, the Saints are still a great. The, the Saints are still a good right, team. Like right. it's not like I'm picking the Jets to beat the Falcons, right? Yes, I agree with that. But so I'm, I'm picking the picking not Saints. Falcons. Washington and Cincinnati. Um, we got Cincinnati in the road in on the road in Washington. Um, very much. I, so. This is kind of an interesting game because these are two teams who have promising futures. This is the number one, number mm -hmm. two pick being Joe Burrow going up against Chase Young. Of course, always, always. which is they always, always, they always somehow magically schedule this. Right. Yeah, it always happens to work out like that. Crazy, huh? Um. 
I think I'm going to take the Bengals on the road. I feel like what I'm getting from the Bengals is a little yes. bit more consistency. Hey, you know I feel like crazy? Joe Burrow has I a said good game. The exact same thing in my mind when I was making that decision. So yes, I'm with you. Bengals over uh, over Washington. Uh, perfect. Miami. Okay, we got the. This is where things are going to get funky Miami. because I have Dolphins Broncos yeah, listed. The here. Dolphins and Broncos. I said Miami. Yeah, we're in the same spot. Okay, so we we're in the same spot then. Okay, yeah, cool. I think, so. I think after this week we're good to go. Nothing's changed. I don't think there's yet. any more funky schedule changes. Okay, so we got um, mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins in Denver taking on the Broncos. Uh, Drew Locke might not start this week. I kind of have very little faith right now. Genu- like, as a Broncos fan, it, it hurts to say this, but I, I, I think uh, the Dolphins went on the road. really well. I think he's going to keep up his streak and go 4-0. and oh. I can't I can't make a two pun out of that. Sorry. No, he's about to. <laughs> this is 3 uh, and oh, uh, in a row. He was 2-0 uh, and oh in week 9. After week four, nine uh, and oh, uh, he's 3 uh, and 0 oh right now. Can't go four, uh, I know. Yep. That's weird. Anyway. Tua. Yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Miami. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking the Dolphins. All right, next up we got Dallas on the road in Minnesota. We got Minnesota. Um, taking on the Vikings. Like we said, Andy Dalton could be back for this game. <laughs> Neither do I. I, I don't think it matters. I think the Vikings are hot. They're fourth in a row. And potentially tie the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions for second place in this division. That would be nuts. Potentially. Potentially pass yes. the Lions. I think it'll be a tie. I think the Lions win, but, you know, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, I think, is going to win this football game, and I'm going to be yep. very grateful for it because Cowboys need to keep losing. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Especially with keep the Bears the hot, being on by this week, Keep too. the hot streak going. Keep rolling. Let's, let's, see, yeah. let's see what Minnesota got. Uh, Jets at Chargers. Okay, next up, last game for Sunday. Sunday. We got game. Jets in morning, Los Angeles yes. taking on the Chargers. Sunday afternoon games, yes. Um, I mean, I don't care if the Jets are coming yeah, off the bye. They're the worst team in football. Week, uh, I'm taking the Chargers. Law of equivalency, that means the Jets lose this week. So, Chargers. If this is a win, if the Jets do win a game this season, I think this is the one, though. Just because the Chargers stay charging. Dolphins, the Raiders, the Seahawks. Next week they play the, the Dolphins, then the Raiders, the then Seahawks, then the Rams, then the, the Browns, then the Patriots. That must be the Patriots awesome. This is the most winnable game. I mean, I think I think this is the worst. Yeah. So I think this Jets is the worst team they play the, the rest of the season. Win this week, but I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah, this is this is the game for the Jets to win. They're trying to secure uh, the Chargers. But board, I'm so still there. taking the Chargers. Even though I don't think they should, but they're yeah. Doing... Yeah. They're trying to secure not Adam Gase. You know, I keep making, I kept making the prediction he's not going to make it Thanksgiving, yeah, but after this game, we're getting gets awfully fired. close. Let's hope. We're cutting that close. Right. Right. Just so my prediction comes true. All right, we got a AFC West. Okay, clash. Sunday night football. We got Chiefs in Las Vegas Last playing the Raiders. Vegas won, and it's the Chiefs' only loss this season. They did the win, and it was in Kansas City. I do too. And I think the Chiefs know that. And I think the Chiefs spent their yep. bye week, and I speak Andy Reid on a bye week, spent yep. a lot of time thinking about John Gruden and the Raiders. Yep. Uh, I think the Chiefs are the best team in football. Yep. I think the Raiders are the second best team in the AFC West yep. and probably a, a top eight team in the AFC right now. 
So this is actually a surprisingly surprising. good Sunday night football matchup, Sunday I think. Night football matchup. I don't think this is surprising at all. I, I, you, you asked me week one. Agreed, you asked me week one. This is a terrible like, matchup. That's what I'm saying. Matchup, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to week 11. I... I, am also I think I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road here. I think they're the best team in football, and there's a million reasons yeah, they do lose this, this game, but there's a million reasons they don't. This is such a revenge don't. game that they need, and I think this is the one, this is the one they win. Yeah. In Vegas, yep. Andy Reid on a bye week. One Sir Andrew Reid yep. on a bye week. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. the costly mistakes he did last time. That's how I, that's how I feel. And then we had to Monday Night Football, yeah. where we have the L.A. Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Uh, both these teams coming off of very hot dubs. Yes, uh, both these teams are yes. both six and three now at this point too, right? And both so these definitely teams a, a tight matchup for sure. Staying, I mean, they don't need to win to stay competitive, but I personally think they need to win to stay competitive. I think they need. Yeah, I think I they need wins to stay competitive in winning the division. Yeah, I think. Yes. Not playoffs-wise, but division-winning-wise, yes. Home playoff game, yeah. Um, This one was actually tighter than I thought it was going to be. Ultimately, though, I think I'm yeah. taking the Bucks still. Okay. Um, so, um, I actually thought about, out of all the games that we had this week, this is the one I thought about the longest on. Um... Yeah, I took a lot of time with this one oh, and Titans probably Packers Colts were probably the two I took the most time um, on. Uh, this one I took a long time on. Um, yeah. The Rams are playing better than I expected them to this season. Uh, Sean McVay is playing is just coach coaching very well. I must say playing very well. He's the head coach, uh, coaching very well. I mean, might as well, you know. <laughs> he could be. Uh, exactly. Playing well, Jared is youth playing league. Surprisingly better than I expected him to. Um, this team is showing up. They're in a, such a tight race that if they could be at risk of, like, not making the playoffs, period, by losing any more games. Because, like, there are teams that are, like, 5-5 five and five or 6-4 and four that are, like, creeping up. You know, they're, like, right there. But um, I think both teams want to win. Um, and I think Tom Brady just knows how to win, win these type of games a little bit better. So I'm going to go TB in the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay, the Tampa State Warriors. In uh, in this game, <laughs> Florida State Warriors. Florida State Warriors. The orange, orange state, orange know, state. It's the orange state, right? Aren't they citrus state? O orange state warriors. Bucko orange state warriors. Buc there it is. War warriors. The orange state warriors. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, I tried to do yeah. Bucko warriors too, and it's the, like, no, that was bad. State Bucko, <laughs> wait, uh, the orange state warriors. That's perfect. Beautiful. That's what we're calling them from here on out. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and the bye weeks belong to yeah, the Giants Bears, to Bills, 49ers, and Giants this week. week. I need them to chill at home and think about what they've done and realize, shoot, we shouldn't be this good. I need them to watch football and not play. I need them to watch I football. I need them to stop playing football. <laughs> Thank you. So to conclude, to wrap up, I'm taking the Seahawks, Panthers, Patriots, Steelers, Ravens, Packers, Browns, Saints, Bengals, Dolphins, Vikings, Chargers, the, the Chiefs, Seahawks, Bucks this week. The Lions, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Titans, the Colts, the Eagles, the Saints, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Chargers uh, for those Sunday games. Then we got Chiefs, Bucks for the primetime games. 
so wait, what well, we had different? Lions, Panthers, Titans, Ravens, Packers, Colts, Eagles, Browns. So I believe there's so. potential for you to get a clean so four sweep different this, this week. week and tie the series up and catch right back up. Ooh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, Ending the Thanksgiving. That. That's crunch time we're football. Crunch time. Either that or, just, or <laughs> either I, that or you dog, or you you win it. Early. Getting a win here One that would be two. iconic. That would be iconic this week. That's that's my yeah. shot. That was my shot in the dark. This is my <laughs> shot in the dark this week. Like I don't I don't think I've taken many. Yeah. Wait, did you also take the Seahawks? We almost we almost were different. Okay. I had the Cardinals so, yeah, at first, then I realized this is a revenge game, and Russell Wilson's pissed. <laughs> in my eyes. So I think Russell Wilson goes MVP mode on him. Yeah. But Kyler Murray's also playing out of his mind, so I don't know anymore, dude. Um yeah, yeah, great week. I think we're gonna have, we're in for a very interesting week of football. Um We're probably going to record this the the next episode the day before Thanksgiving. So we'll talk about Thanksgiving then. Uh to anyone else, thank you guys so much for listening. Any final remarks this week, Eric? Oh my god. Uh, same reason the Eagles. Why did the Broncos sad. make me sad? Like I'm reinforcing my ceiling fan if you're catching my drift. It's okay. You guys have a bright future, I swear. Do I think we? So. I think is Drew Locke the guy anymore? Uh gosh. I know here's my thing. And this is what I said last draft. I'm like, if if you're not gonna take a quarterback, you better Drew Locke better be the guy. Like, I mean, this is a pretty rich quarterback draft. So you, you better be confident yeah. Drew Locke is the guy if you're um, not going to take a quarterback yeah, it's really, um, it's really interesting because people think Carson Wentz is to blame for 90% of the things the Eagles do. Like, everything the Eagles – like, 90% of the things that happen in Philly, Car- they blame Carson Wentz for. Like, it's always Carson Wentz. It's always Carson Wentz. I mean, they used Jim to blame Schwartz. Andy Reid. It's literally Gar- it's just because he's Wentz, been there Jim the Schwartz, longest, probably. And then Doug Peterson. It's literally those three. That's it. No one else gets blamed for anything. I was like, man, y'all saw so many drop yeah. passes. Darius Slade kind of got burnt. Nickel Crappy Coleman got burnt. Avante Maddox got burnt. I didn't realize Carson Wentz was playing safety or or cornerback for our team this week. I didn't know that Carson Wentz <laughs> let, let some dude named Galloway run all over. I didn't realize Carson Wentz gave up a uh, 30-something yard touchdown to Daniel Jones on the ground. Didn't realize that happened. I was, it's like, did, it's nuts. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Big news. Big news. Okay. Just came in about an hour ago. Okay. Nevada alumni Jalen Harris hey, selected 59th overall by the Raptors. But I actually think they're playing out of Tampa Bay. Let's go. That's the second straight season. Second straight season where a uh, Nevada player was drafted. Were they drafted? Last year. Well, they only Cody was drafted. Caleb was a UDFA. Who the also just happened help. to sign they with the Hornets. Anybody, dude. And the Martin Twins are perfect for that team, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, so uh should be a good week. Oh, and then and then the Bucks selected uh, Sam Merrill out of Utah State, too. So another Mountain West guy nice. going right out right after Jalen Harris. Yeah, it's big. Good We'd for, love good to see Mountain it. West. Uh, I don't know what we're doing basketball-wise. Yeah. There was a and then a Boise State, State got drafted, too. Um. I don't know what we're doing basketball-wise, podcast-wise. Uh, I've been really tweeting all over the Twitter uh, about my opinions on a lot of things. Like my face has been all over with trades and the, the everything. So if you guys want to follow that, please, and 
I literally voice all my opinions on the behind the plays Twitter uh, at at behind underscore plays. Um, if you guys want, just hit the follow button on that. Go check out the tweets and please share your opinions. I enjoy opinions. I like talking about sports. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, hence why I do a podcast every week. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed, don't forget to hit that like button on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want, just hit the follow or subscribe button. Both of those are up applicable on all the platforms that as well uh and it please do my me the generous favor of following eric great guy awesome to see when he actually decides to use his twitter uh very awesome thank you guys so much for listening anything else you got to say closing remarks <laughs> all right we all have a good night uh let's, I got nothing. Let's, or day i guess because it's probably going to go up to the middle of the day hope for an eagles upset and maybe the broncos can upset the dolphins and end to a streak have a good one guys peace see ya